0: Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast, brought to you by HarperCollins Publishers.
1: Book Buzz!
0: HarperCollins Book Buzz! Check it out! Do-do-do, do do Book Buzz! HarperCollins Book Buzz! Brought to you by Library Love Fest! Hi, this is Virginia Stanley from the Library Love Fest marketing team at HarperCollins. We're coming to you live today from the American Library Association in Washington, D.C. This is their annual conference, and it is packed with librarians and authors. And I'm thrilled to be sitting here with my author, Kevin Wilson, author of The Family Fang, Perfect Little World, and the story collection Tunneling to the Center of the Earth. Um, And baby, you're going to be mine. His new book, Nothing to See Here, is an extraordinary novel that uh, has set our hearts aflutter in my department and in our company. So I'm thrilled to be sitting here with Kevin, and now we're going to talk about his new book, Nothing to See Here. It's coming out in November. Hello, Kevin. Hey. How, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. <laughs> um, so, you, Would you like me to tell you a little bit about the book? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I want yeah. you to
0: tell us about your book.
1: So, I mean, bef- before I talk about this book, I think all of my books, every book that I've written, I keep coming back to the same themes, and that's that's family. For me, what I'm most interested are those two stages of family: the the family that you're born into, uh, whether you like that or not, and then the family that you make, uh, and, and the magic of, of of coming together. And so, every book in some way deals with that. Um, that's what I'm interested in, and I think that's what I'll write forever. And so this new book, Nothing to See Here, uh, I'm looking at the way in which a kind of group of disparate people come together. And so what we've got is this woman, uh, Lillian, who's kind of adrift. Um, Ever since she got kicked out of a private boarding school, uh, her life has kind of fallen apart. Um, And she has this one friend from, from school who has gone on to great success, who's married this wealthy senator, who has this wonderful life. Um, and they've stayed in touch, but they're always aware of how different their lives are. Uh, until this one moment when uh, Madison, her friend, needs her, needs her to help with uh, these children that her, Madison's husband has now, his, his children uh, that are coming back to him. And so she gets uh, Lillian to take care of them, to basically be a nanny. Um, And so it's about these Lillian coming back and reckoning with her friendship with Madison. It's about Lillian trying to figure out how to be a caretaker for these strange children. And I don't think it ruins anything, or I have to say it is that um, at the heart of this is the problem with the children is that they spontaneously combust. They burst into flames when they get agitated. And Lillian's job really is to keep them from catching on fire. Um, And so she's there for the summer. Um, and so that's where the book kind of starts. And from there, it goes to all the complicated ways that we take care of each other, the way that we love each other, despite our faults, the way that we try to protect each other, even though we know ultimately things can get ruined. Um, and so that's where I started. And I think, uh, when people ask me, they're like, that's a very weird premise. Kids that (laughs) burst into flames. That's a little strange. And for me, it is strange, but it, it goes way, way back for me, um, Ever since I was a little kid, um, I've been obsessed kind of with spontaneous human combustion. It's that mystery of the unknown. Uh, I wasn't interested in Bigfoot or Loch Ness or UFOs. I just wanted to know about spontaneous human combustion. I wanted to know what that was like, how it worked, if it would happen to me. Um, And so for a lot of my childhood, I think I was afraid that I was gonna burst into flames at any moment. Um, And so I've thought about it a lot. And then as I started to get older, as I became like a teenager and I was trying to figure out my place in the world, how I fit in with my family, I kind of wanted to burst into flames. I wanted to be able to do that so that I could kind of assert myself and and keep people away from me if I needed to. Um, And so my whole life I've been writing about spontaneous human combustion. In my first book of stories, There's a story where one of the characters, uh, his parents have both died. They both spontaneously combusted. And I thought, okay, I've got that out of my system. I don't have to write about spontaneous human combustion anymore. And then it just kept coming back. And when I wrote my novel, The Family Fang, I wrote, uh, there's this scene where this woman, she's an actress and she gets a job for this movie where she is a nanny to children who catch on fire. And I wrote that book and I was like, it's out of my system. And I just couldn't stop thinking about those kids. I couldn't stop thinking about what it would be like to take care of them. Um, And so I came back to this book. And for me, I think maybe why spontaneous human combustion, and it's only becoming clear to me as I get older, is that I wasn't diagnosed as a kid, but I have Tourette's. And there was always this feeling inside of me, this kind of tension. Um, And I needed to like do head tics. I needed to to get that out of me. And so the feeling inside my body was kind of electric and it did feel like I was always on the precipice of of bursting into flames. And I couldn't quite understand that. And then as I got older, it made sense. Like if I could just burst into flames, that energy inside of me would get out, it would burn off and I'd be normal. Uh, And that never happened. And so for me, this became kind of one of the driving themes of the book was to figure this out. And I don't think it really clicked into place until I had children of my own, and I have two little boys, and uh, everyone says parenting is hard, but I don't think they, I think that's really underselling it. Um, (laughs) It's it's so difficult, and it felt like as I was taking care of these babies that were becoming toddlers, it felt like I was handling something that at any moment could burst into flames. That's, that's what it felt like at, at any moment they could get so agitated that they would explode and I would be responsible for them. Mm -hmm. And that's when the book clicked into place. I was like, it's not about me bursting into flames. It's what would it be like to take care of someone who might burst into flames? And, and I have Tourette's and my son, who's wonderful boy, he's, he has some of these same symptoms already, and I can see it in him. And so now I'm thinking about genetically, have I passed this on? And how am I going to take care of him? How am I going to show him how to live in this world when you have this thing inside of you? And so that's kind of where I started with the book. And as I wrote it, um, it was me finding my way towards how can I protect these children? And that's what I feel like parenting is, is that you send them out into a world where at any moment they can get hurt, um, but you have to. So you have to figure out how to get them out into the world so that they don't explode. And that's what I got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is an explanation that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, when I when I read this book, I, I absolutely Adore this book. Well, thank you. And I love, I love both of the characters who we initially meet, Lillian Madison, but I, I'm completely drawn to to Lillian. And by the time the children are introduced, I'm all in, no matter what those kids do. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. I have just felt like, uh, I the voice is so captivating, and I love that Lillian is. I mean, I love Lillian because she's. She's so much better than what she gets right and then and then when she takes this on, when she takes on this job and she doesn't really seem to have a maternal you know <laughs> f- feeling, she no. certainly didn't get any from her mother, so it, you know it was like where you know, but she takes it because there's nothing else going on, yeah, and then I just I, was, I don't want to give too much away, but I just love the way that her relationship evolves with the children.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, for me, that was my big focus was this relationship between, I write so much about families, but this was interesting in that she's not their mother, um, but she's taking care of them in a way that she wants to protect them. And I think one of the things that I think about a lot, b- being a parent myself and, 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 and believing so much that I'm not capable of it, that I'm not worthy of it, is that... Um, they all, you always hear this thing about, like, well, the strong protect the weak. That's mm. that's how our system works. But I, I don't actually think that's true. I think I think the strong will protect the weak if they feel like it or if it's in their interests or mm. they think about it. But generally, the strong don't care about the weak. And they're fine to leave them behind. And so then how, how do you protect the weak? And for me, what I've, I've started to realize is that the weak... Take care of the weaker. Um, I hmm. take care of my children, even though I don't think I'm capable of it. I find it inside of myself, and in, and in protecting someone weaker than me, I find some strength. I find some something that wasn't there before. Um, and so that's what I think Lillian is doing with these kids. She's she's a failure in so many ways. In or she believes that yeah, she is. Right. She believes that she's not capable of of living a normal life. And yet here are these kids, and they need somebody to protect them. And so she takes it on. Nobody else wants to do it. And I think that's, for me, that's kind of the beauty of humanity is when those of us who don't believe we're capable of it decide that we have to because because no one else will Mm -hmm. um and so in a lot of ways this is Lillian trying to figure out how to be strong for people that need her to be
0: and they do really need her I mean it's not bad enough that these kids are spontaneously combusting but they're also kind of swept to the side yeah you know and it's like god you, you kids can't catch a break until Lillian comes into their lives and then it's it's like she's the best thing that happens to them. Yeah,
1: they're kind of feral when she meets yeah, them. Yeah, they I are. I they've been, they've been living so separate from the rest of the world yeah. that, that they do feel swept aside. You know? And I think, um, I think children are really perceptive in that way that they can feel that lack, you know what I mean? And so when Lillian shows up, um, it's a hard sell, but I think it's all about her trying to build up trust so that they believe that, that she can help them. Um, which is hard with kids. You're constantly trying to prove to your children that you can take care of them. And there's so many things telling them the opposite. There's so many ways that you can fail them, but really you're just trying to get them to believe that, that you will be there for them when things get difficult.
0: Right, and I think that you handle that so... I just feel like as, as sort of... Uh, no, I don't want to say... Well, I will say outrageous, the, 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 yeah. the, the concept, but... I, as I said before, I'm, you're so into this book. You just, I buy it. I, I am, I am on, I'm on there for the ride. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, the kids are, um, yeah, I feel like they're, they're sort of tentative because what has informed them to be anything but right. Right. I mean, yeah. who's, who's been their rock? Well, I mean, who's their rock now, Yeah. you know? And so, um, and, and, and for and for Lillian I just feel like God what, what did she have you know yeah. what was her her she had to go back to her life that really wasn't so so wonderful yeah and, um, I just feel sorry for her um, but I also kept thinking you're so much better than this get going yeah you know so the, I
1: think that's a lot of my books are people who don't believe they're capable of anything slowly figuring out how to live in this world yeah. for me that's 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 the kind of journey of, of all of us is to figure out how how do we exist in a world where we don't believe that we really can fit in. Right. Um, but you mentioned uh, the outrageousness of the premise, and and for me, you know, I grew up reading. I didn't we didn't I didn't have access to a lot of literature. I read comic books and I read fairy tales, and for me that's what shaped my sensibility at a very early age was comic books and fairy tales. They don't spend a lot of time explaining magic to you. Like a guy is fine. You just have to accept that. Or in the fairy tales, like someone turns into a bird, they're not going to explain why or how it just happens. And in order for you to appreciate the story, you have to roll with it. And for me, that taught me a pretty early lesson is that if you can introduce magic and not blink, If you just give it to the reader and move on, and you don't spend 50 pages explaining how this happens, then if you can get the reader to believe you, then they're on board. And that's what I try to do is, in in many ways, this is a kind of fairy tale. These are children, Mm -hmm. you know, lost in the woods, and weird things can happen to them. Uh, They can spontaneously combust, and to me, there is this fairy tale element. They're isolated in this small little place in Tennessee. Um, they're surrounded by land. There's no other people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a fairy tale in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting being here on the show floor at the ALA conference, and uh, you know we you know you have been sitting in our the HarperCollins booth signing copies of your galley, and um, and people will come by and will say, "Would you like a copy of you know Kevin Wilson's forthcoming book?" Nothing to see here, and they'll say, "Well, what's it about?" And every time I. I say what it's about. Something different comes out of my mouth. <laughs> because because there's no... There's only... As I was saying to you before, only you can really pitch it with, without making it sound so crazy. Yeah. But, but at the heart of it um, is is the story about how to be how to be how to care for each other. Yeah. And I think when people hear that then it's and I just I don't even tell them that the kids are spontaneously combusting. I just say they have a unique ability and it's up it's your your job to read the book and find out. I what should that probably
1: is. put that keep that in my back pocket because somebody came up and she said what's the book about and I said it's about a woman who's a nanny for these children who spontaneously combust and <laughs> she said no thank you and she <laughs> walked away. So maybe I should say they have unique abilities yeah. that might be smarter.
0: And then say don't read the back of the gallery. Right right. Because <laughs> it says it there, I think we should. I think it's important to note to people who are listening that um, while they do spontaneously combust, they do you know they they do continue to live.
1: <laughs> yes, they don't get hurt. They're kind of immune to it. Yeah, you know, that's the magic of it is that they do it over and over, and, and nothing really hurts them. They can hurt other people. They can burn things down, but they can't hurt themselves. Um, yeah, and. I think the original when I turned in the novel the original title was Children on Fire. Oh. And Echo said that is disturbing. <laughs> Nobody is going to pick up the book if it's called Children on Fire. So we came up with Nothing to See Here. And
0: and and why did you name it Nothing to See Here?
1: I didn't. I have I am the worst at titles. I've oh. never I have never had the title that I originally used be the title that's on the cover. I'm just really bad at it. And so I depend on Echo to help me figure that out. And this one we really struggled. They didn't want children on fire. Yeah. And my agent is this woman Julie Bearer and her husband is is the writer Coulson Whitehead. Oh, sure. And she was saying we're having trouble thinking of the title and Colson said, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm and walked away because he's a genius and he just said it and that was done and we all said yeah that's that's the title
0: that's crazy yeah
1: so I need Colson Whitehead to title all of my novels from here on <laughs> out <I think.
0: laughs> You do. yeah um and I love the cover treatment to you
1: yeah I couldn't believe um the cover is a, a child bursting into flames but it's a cartoon it's it's an old ad from flame retardant clothing and uh Alison Saltzman at Echo is just... I I just think she is the greatest designer. And um, when she showed me that cover, I couldn't believe they were going to let me have somebody bursting into flames on the cover. And I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never... There has never been a book... I have five books now with Echo... And there's never been a cover when I didn't look at it and think that is perf absolutely perfect. That's
0: a happy marriage. It is. That's a happy marriage. Yeah. Um, that's really one- that's wonderful to hear, because you know not everybody likes everything, and so for you to feel that trust and then to be happy with what they present to you is is really wonderful. Um, well, you know what? It's, it's, it's just so wonderful to, to sit and talk to you. I could talk to you for forever. I could read this book three more times and find something else wonderful to love about it. But um, I encourage everybody who's listening to pick up a copy of Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. It is out in November, um, and it is a gem, as are you. So I thank you so much for coming to the American Library Association's conference to meet with uh, librarians and talk about your book. And I thank you so much for writing this wonderful book. Nothing to see here.
1: Oh, thank you so much.